Buongiorno, lovely listeners. Welcome to episode uh, 106. I knew that. I didn't have to just check my notes. Ahem. Of Stacey's Pop Culture Parlour. I am your titular Stace. And joining me in the parlour, doing a big cheesy grin because I just said the word titular. Everybody loves the word titular. It's Neil Morris. Hi. Hi. Hello. How, How are, you doing? are you doing? Hey, I'm all right. How are you? I'm, I'm, yeah, const- I mean, it's obviously the world's gone weird. Yeah, yeah. When people ask me how I am, I'm like, do you actually want to know, like, the state of my brain during a lockdown? Because it's not great. Or do you want me to just go, oh, I'm good, thanks, how are you? I'm kind of, I'm a bit different in the sense that my initial reaction is I want to go, I'm fucking great. Because, <laughs> because you're not allowed to see people. And that, that suits me fucking really quite well. I mean, I, I suppose it doesn't do good things for your job, though, being... Oh, uh, no, it, fuck, no, everything died overnight. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was... Uh, yeah, this should have been... My year should have been... I would have been on my second tour. I'd have been on tour with US band called Microwave, having <laughs> just finished a tour last week with Magnum. Uh, I did Metal Signs, and which you can see, but no one else can. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... So that was like four months solid of touring um, with not inconsiderable amounts of money attached to that. Yeah. And then I would have had a couple of weeks off. Then I'd be on a world tour with Stand Atlantic. So I'd have been in the States for like two months. I was going to hang out in the States for a couple of weeks, just driving around and enjoying things and then going to Australia and doing the Australian leg of the tour and then the UK and then a little bit of time off and then likely would have been Oakley Oakley for the past the last two months of the tour and it would have been genuinely like the best year I'd ever had and oh. so I got back off tour on the 5th of March and then the world just ended yeah I mean on the one hand I think it's a really good thing that it didn't happen whilst you were in America because it sounds like they're being really fucking stupid over there <laughs> Yeah, but it would have been great if it had happened in Australia because I was chatting to Mickey, who's the bass player in Stand Atlantic, and he was telling me that everyone who lands in Australia was being quarantined for two weeks. Mm-hmm. So they would have just taken you to a hotel in the city um, where they put you up for two weeks. You get your evening meal paid for, and then you get $90 a day for room service. Oh. So that that would have been... <laughs> fucking marvellous yeah that sounds pretty good to be fair I actually googled flights to see if I could just <laughs> fly <laughs> just go fly out there and just get all watch it paid for for two weeks <laughs> that's uh, I have never um, I've never fancied going to Australia because I feel like everything there wants to kill me Oh, um, yeah. Being a person who's scared of like everything in terms of like bugs and animals and doesn't do well in hot weather, I just feel like Australia is not for me. Yeah, and added to that as well, at that point, I would have been on tour with that band for the best part of three months. So not only would the wildlife want to kill me, but I'd then spend two weeks in a tour bus with nine people that probably wanted to kill me as well. Mm. So, yeah, that would have been that would have been quite lethal, to be fair. I would have probably yeah. got killed somehow. Yeah. I can see why it's just being alone at home is preferable. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in terms of the being alone, I mean, this is I've been at home now for six weeks and a month is the in the previous eight years. A month is the longest I've spent at home. Oh, really? It's a bit weird. Yeah. 
I can imagine. The, uh, I was saying to Rich the other day, it's like I was fully anticipating missing like my friends and going out for a drink and stuff. What I was not anticipating missing was Birmingham itself. Like the, <laughs> it's just so pathetic. But the other day I was literally Googling pictures of some of my favourite buildings in Birmingham because like the only times I've been outside recently have been to walk around the bit of the suburb that I live in. So it's just like, oh, hello, houses and the M6. Like, it's yeah. not the greatest of architectural splendour around here. No, uh, well, you get the M6 directly out your back door, don't you? Pretty, but yeah, it's pretty much in my garden. In fact, I'm a bit worried about this new recording setup because because um, we're both working from home now. Rich has moved the computer into the spare room because he doesn't like working in the same room that he's supposed to sleep in, which makes sense. Yeah, oh, um, yeah, totally. Yeah, but obviously this is the room that backs onto the M6. So I'm slightly concerned that there'll be like loads of background noise and like rumbling because stuff sometimes shakes if a particularly heavy vehicle goes by particularly quickly. <laughs> so this could be an experiment in um, how good is Stace at editing, which uh, the answer to that is is not good. She's not good at all. So oh well. Oh, you know, you notice I didn't offer to edit this one like I did with the quiz that we did last year. <laughs> oh, oh, you know, when you suggested uh, last week or whenever it was, because time is pointless now, about doing another quiz and doing it like over Zoom and stuff, I was just thinking, I, I want to do it, but I just want Neil to work out the logistics because it sounds hard. <laughs> no, I can do that from my side. So that'll be that'll be easy enough. OK, good. Oh, anyway. Shall we stop waffling about the world yeah, at large? Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, everybody knows how shit it is, um, yeah. unless you're you and you need a break and quite enjoying it. Uh, <laughs> hey, what pop culture shite have you been looking at doing? Because I imagine you've got quite a lot of time on your hands. <laughs> yeah, fair bit, fair bit. Um, okay, so the couple of things I wanted to talk about. One was the new Red Dwarf. Okay. I don't know. Is, is Red Dwarf one of your things or not? Uh, it's not, simply because I have only seen a handful of Red Dwarf, but I have seen the new one, so... Oh, okay. There you go. But, okay, so overall then, premise <laughs> is dude on a spaceship, um, and he's been going for like 30-odd years now, dude on a spaceship gets put into stasis. While he's there, everyone else dies. The only survivors is like a, the offspring from his cat which is the cat that he smuggled on board which is the reason that he got sent to stasis as a punishment in the first place um so they mutate not mutated evolved into this humanoid sort of thing um and at some point before he got out of stasis which was three million years he was there for um all the cats fucked off uh, and the only one left is just like a single cat um so it's been going for like as I say, 30 odd years, they've done effectively this counts as like the 13th season in inverted commas, which is a feature length kind of thing. Mm. Um, the premise of this kind of film, if you like, is that the cats who left Red Dwarf at some point before Lister got bought at a stasis basically came back into the story. And yeah, um, I don't know how I feel about it. Because I'm always very forgiving with things that I really like. So even, you know, seasons seven and eight of Red Dwarf, which were widely seen as the shittiest ones, I still kind of liked because it was just a chance to sort of revisit the characters and sort of see what they're up to. Yeah. Um, there were some funny bits, but I don't think there are any more funny bits than there would be in a single episode. I think it would have been a great single episode rather than sort of three times the length. And that's not even factoring in the massive plot holes, one being 
Then it's the same cats that left Red Dwarf, except in the Red Dwarf kind of canon, they return to stasis for a, a, altogether around another 300 years. So there's no explanation as to why these same cats also must at some point have gone into stasis for, for 300 years. But yeah, I'm not I'm not sure what sense I'm making now because I'm I genuinely, I don't, I don't know what I feel about it. I'm glad that they made it, but part of me, I think, was a little bit disappointed. Oh. But what did you think of it then as not as, not as a particular red dwarf fan well <laughs> it's it's a it's a weird one for me because i don't know any of that background about the cats at all mm. so i came into this and to be honest i hadn't actually intended on watching it i was supposed to be reading a book but you know when you just can't be asked to like pay attention to things yeah so uh, i was like Do you know what rich has got red dwarf and i'll just stare at the telly it'll be fine and he didn't give me any background to it because I think he can't be asked to explain things to me because I'm likely to forget anyway, <laughs> to be fair to him, uh, and then spend the whole thing going, who was that again? Why are they doing this thing? But I will say this. I don't know whether it helped that I didn't have any of that background because all of it was actually quite interesting to me. So I was oh, like, okay. who are these cats? Where did they come from? Why do they think Lister's like a god? Like, what's happening here? It wasn't funny, though, <laughs> which is what threw me because... Like I said, I've not watched a lot of Red Dwarf, but I know it's a comedy. Mm. Um, so I was expecting a lot more laughs than I got. And I don't know whether it was just like a particularly weird episode because of it being like a longer one and a bit more, you know, soaked in the lore of it, I suppose. Um, or whether it was just that I was expecting too much funny from it to know. Yeah, I mean, some of it was definitely would have been... In fact, there was a lot of in-jokes. There was a lot of direct references to some really early series of the show. And also the whole uh, Holly reboot thing wouldn't have made any sense to you at all. Not it? a clue. Not a you fucking know, clue. <laughs> one of, for Red Dwarf fans, that's probably one of the best kind of moments because he was, you know, an integral part of the show for years. And for whatever reason, he hasn't been in the last two seasons. Um, uh, so, yeah, the kind of... The running gag of them rebooting him, and it was the original Holly from effectively three million years ago. Um, and then they they let him think that he, he was doing this massive favour by rebooting from some old backup copy because oh I'll have three million years of uh, of like knowledge and intelligence and and all that kind of stuff. Whereas what all the viewers were highly aware of is that what he would have effectively got was a senile version of himself that <laughs> mental over the last three million years. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, I hope my concern is I don't think it was good enough to have allayed any possible because sometimes when there's a big kick to bring a TV show back or to keep it going, they will do something like this to, I, I, I guess, to show the decision makers that there's still some life left in it. Mm. And I don't think this if it was down to doubts about executives and what have you, I really don't think this is the thing that's going to make them think that Red Dwarf is a going concern for them. Uh, so I'm a little bit yeah I'm not sure it was the best idea in the world to have to have done that but like I said it's Red Dwarf and I'm happy with any Red Dwarf coming back in in any kind of way really mm. someone who's been to many Red Dwarf conventions over the years <laughs> Because cool. We're both cool. We established this before we started recording how cool we are. <laughs> uh, playing Tetris and Pokemon Go, like, to like totally cool people. Yeah. Totally cool people. Forget, was... Forgetting the only social plans that either of us would have had for <laughs> fucking weeks. How dare you suggest that I forgot? How dare yeah, you? no, it was, it was me. Yeah. <laughs> I 
is a hundred percent you, you <laughs> actual asshole. No. Um, <laughs> to be fair, it's like I was saying earlier, time is just like irrelevant now. So I had to keep literally keep looking at the clock, going, "Is it two yet?" Because <laughs> I've just got like no concept of anything. It's great. <sighs> I sort of dread going back to an actual routine and having to like wake up at a sensible hour and you know move around and be outside of the house. Yeah, my sleep plan <sighs> keeps getting fucked up because I'll have naps in the afternoon. <laughs> But once I've had a nap in the afternoon, that's me fucking yeah. bollocks for weeks. Then. Have you ever done that thing where you think, I'll just have a little nap, and you think to yourself, I'll have like an hour, and then you go to sleep at three and wake up at like 8pm, and you're like, oh, shit. Yeah, yeah that's just the worst. <laughs> oh, it's so not good, because you think, yeah, sleep, and then you go to bed at like, I don't know, midnight or whatever, and just lie there awake, because you're a dickhead. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. So, have you been watching, I think you have actually, <clears throat> cheekily watched it a little bit earlier the mandalorian yes cool right i'm now up to date in the in the uk sense of of up to date oh no i've watched the Where's first that? <laughs> uh, the first six so the last one i watched they were he see this this i'll be coming back to the point that i can't really remember what's happening and the reasons for that uh, but he gets together with some old crew to rescue someone and then there's lots of betrayals and what have you is that ah oh, i'd say no this is difficult because i don't want to say something that might potentially spoil something else uh in case i'm misremembering the timeline because i might have watched it a little bit earlier than perhaps i should have mm-hmm. um is that the one with a space prison yes. i feel like that's not going too far okay yes, it is. Yeah, yeah i fucking love that episode man jesus shit it was great I did too, um, but my one issue with that is not just with that episode, the whole the, the series, series in general. I'm not a huge Star Wars fan. I've kind of I have sufficient Star Wars knowledge that has seeped into me through cultural osmosis, which is that you know everyone's going to know who fucking Darth Vader is and Luke Skywalker uh-huh. and their their re- potential relationship and the fact that he wanted to fuck his sister and all the rest of it. Uh huh. Uh, but I've never been like the obsessive sort of fan. However, what I will say is Baby Yoda ah. is the absolute best thing that's ever oh. happened in the world. Isn't he though? Oh, fuck it. Every, every time he's on screen, I'm just like, oh, that's it's just fucking marvellous. Now, if you take him out of it, I don't know how good it is. <laughs> I genuinely don't know if it's any good. <laughs> okay, see, now I... I mean, I sort of will give you that because I I have this involuntary response whenever Baby Yoda appears on the screen and I just keep making noises and I don't know what, um, like, it. literally I can't help it. He'll just appear and I'm like, oh, uh, uh, the, oh, the bit at the end of the first episode where he unscrews the metal ball. And, oh, oh, my God, it's and so dropped cute. It, dropped it into his little hand because I hadn't spotted him there at that point. I hadn't spotted him reaching his hand up and then he, oh, fuck. <laughs> Oh, it's the like cheeky bits as well where he keeps like pressing buttons he knows he's not allowed to press yeah like he's so fucking cute um but what i will say is i'm the same as you i'm not the world's biggest star wars fan i've seen all the movies but i've like i've not read the comics i've not read the books i've not watched any of the cartoons none of that um mostly because i don't think my brain could grasp that many different characters and alien races and like stuff to keep on top of because i've got a shit brain See, that's the weird thing. My brain absolutely would do that. I absolutely should be a massive Star Wars fan, and I don't know why I'm not. Uh, I mean, from my experience of the films, I could see why you wouldn't be, because I think only sort of like three of them are genuinely good, Mm. and then three of them are really bad, 
and then three more of them are like, yeah, all right. <laughs> Although I'm yeah. saying, yeah, all right, actually, I really fucking like The Last Jedi. Like, I think that's one of the better ones. Uh, uh, and if you count in the sort of extraneous movies, I think Rogue One might actually be the best Star Wars film, but I'm sure I'll get oh, wow, okay. for that. Um, but the thing... Uh, one, thing is, one thing I do disagree with the general... I don't think Jar Jar Binks is all that bad. I quite like him as a character. I think he's annoying, but I think without him, that film would have been so bland. Just yeah. the blandest thing that ever blanded. Like, I can't remember anything about the prequels, except that they were boring and that Jar Jar was in them. He's definitely not bad enough to have destroyed that poor fucker's life, which yeah. is basically what the fans did. No, that's insane. I mean, Star Wars fans are, Star Wars fans are um, let's say, not the greatest. Uh, <laughs> Oh no, um, some of them can be massive cunts. Yeah, yeah. Giant, can giant we Yeah, we can say cunt, it's fine. But the thing that I really liked about The Mandalorian was the fact that to me, it felt less like Star Wars and more like genres in space if that makes sense so it's like mm-hmm. some episodes are very sort of like western you know clint eastwoody man with no name kind of like stuff and then it's like oh a space heist <laughs> like, yeah. and then the next episode's like a crime drama and the next one's like a proper like action adventure you know pulp kind of romp and i think that's what i've been liking about it because it's been for me it's been more like just yeah it's like in the star wars universe but not really of star wars if that makes any real sense yeah and what i think is very good about it which does tap into the kind of obsessive nature of kind of of sci-fi fans and genre fans is that i've spotted quite a lot of sort of easter eggs in it so for a mass for a genuine huge star wars fan i'm assuming that there's a lot more Mm. so i can imagine them just spending the whole time jizzing in their pants yeah yeah I mean, I will also love most things that involve Werner Herzog, so... Oh, yeah. <laughs> what a guy. What a fucking guy. He's such a caricature of himself. Like, I didn't realise until I then... Because I flit into another thing, obviously, he's in Rick and Morty, and he mm-hmm. plays... It's possibly the best <laughs> few minutes of any TV show ever, that whole fucking peanut thing. And I thought that someone was doing a takeoff of Werner Herzog. I was like, oh, that's funny. Someone's doing a Werner Herzog voice. I didn't know it was him. Yeah. For fucking yeah. ages. <laughs> I love that that's it what they did. They... Big. It is funny to say it's small. <laughs> <laughs> They're holding a thermos in front of me. <laughs> I am such and such dick. I have this and that for a penis. They, I think that they, that's what I love about Rick and Morty is that they'll get in somebody like Werner Herzog and be like, "Can you do this like three minute speech about how humans are obsessed with dicks?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a wonderful show that is! Have you watched the um, the first four five episodes of the latest series? Yeah, right at the end of last year. Yeah. How, how did you feel about them? I can't remember. I remember, again, this goes back to my kind of mentality of I'll just be grateful that there's more of it. And I won't be able to, like, subjectively, you know, decide what I think about it until I've watched them several times. But then they disappeared off the fucking Channel 4 app. Oh, dickheads. But no, I, 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 I remember enjoying them. I remember one in particular. I think it was the first one mm. where he'd see loads of different ways it was going to die. Yeah. And that was... I kept re-watching that because you can't see them all at the same time. And that led to some hilarity. It's, um, yeah, the uh, I had, I've got a weird relationship with Rick and Morty now. Because on the one hand, I am very much like you in the sense that I'm like, yes, there's more of it. Great. Stick it in my eyes. And, um, and I do think there are some absolutely cracking bits. 
but I'm in a position now where I just want to know what's happening with Evil Morty for fuck's sake. Yeah, like, yeah. But like, I know it's never really been like a serialized show that has like a running theme. But if you're gonna bring Evil Morty back and have him take over the entire Citadel, you better be doing something with that. Don't just leave me hanging there. And fucking Bird Person, he gets resurrected as Phoenix Person in the first episode of Series Three, and he never came back. I was a bit surprised by that. What's going on? What's happening with the other episodes? Have I I missed something there? So the second half of Series 4 is coming out on the 2nd or 3rd of May. I can't remember. Oh, okay. Uh, but they are coming out like fairly soon. Um, And the trailer looks pretty good. But again, the trailer looks pretty much like... Because the first five episodes of the series were very much sort of like... Do you remember this film? We're going to do like a funny take on that thing. Or yeah. do you remember this like genre? Like, I mean, I absolutely loved it, but the the one with the heist, you son of a bitch. I mean, like <laughs> that that episode was fantastic. But the whole time, I was just thinking like, nothing's really actually happening here, though, is it? Like, you know, I just I'm just obsessed with Evil Morty. I want to know what he's doing and why. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but that's that's not the only thing that's coming back soon, is it? What's that then? I think it's actually already started. You can you can stream it on something, but I don't know what it is on account of not being very good at shit like that. But mm. what they do in the shadows? <gasps> oh, I might have I might have watched I might have watched two of them. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, I, I rewatched the first series over the last few days. Fuck, it's so good. It is so good. Like but... I, <laughs> I am legitimately somebody who's like. I think it would ruin my life if I found out that anything bad about Matt Berry. <laughs> yeah. Like, if it came out that he was one of these, like, Hollywood dickheads who, like, abuses women or, you know, is a paedophile or something, I'd be like, well, that's it. I can't trust any men because yeah. Matt Berry is so great and I love him so much. I'm like, oh, he's so fantastic. I introduced my mom to Matt Berry Does the Boat Race last month uh, and I was doing that really annoying thing where you show somebody something funny and then you stare at them in the hopes that they laugh. Yes. So that you can be suitably offended if they don't find it funny. But luckily, she uh, she almost did a wee. So, um, what's my, what's what's that then? Does the boat race? Oh my god! Have you never seen it? No. Okay, so I'm excited though now. I, I can't remember for why they did this, but there was a little, and I can't remember what channel it was on either. Uh, this is the worst description of anything ever. Um, but essentially, they made some little shorts that masquerade as though they're going to be documentaries oh. narrated by Matt Berry. So it's like Matt Berry talking about why the boat race is a thing. Oh. <laughs> but it's I mean. not... It's not a documentary. I mean, a large part of that one, he just talks, he just does voiceovers for, um, you know, those little insects, water boatmen. Yeah. He just, he just does voiceovers of them going, I'm pumping me muscles, mate, and stuff like on a, <laughs> on a well, little well, Definitely something that I want to watch. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's so stupid and, and completely insane, but I can imagine a lot of people would have put it on thinking, oh, oh, some interesting, you know, behind the scenes of the boat race and then it's just this and it's, <laughs> it's so stupid I but I, to... I could listen to him read anything i think oh definitely i, I tried to introduce him to my parents they, they'd seen him in the it crowd mm. uh but that's the only thing really um <laughs> i suggested one night that we try toast of london oh dear which I think is great, but I did say to him, I was like, look, you'll know within two minutes whether you're going to like it, and if you don't like it in two minutes, we'll turn it off. 
and sure enough they just stared at the screen completely stony faced i'm like yeah you're not it's not for you then <laughs> oh i fucking love that show i think i think it's superb as well but i if someone said to me i think it's the shittest tv program ever i wouldn't be able to argue oh. like, if it doesn't if it doesn't get you it just it's never going to yeah it's uh it's very much an acquired taste mm. it is one of those shows that like i remember rich putting on and i had like no expectations of it so i just thought like oh yeah matt berry this is funny but then like after about 10 minutes i was like i don't know what i'm watching but i think i love it yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. it's so weird i mean what we do in the shadows i won't like spoil anything because i'm not a massive bell but it's just as good like this series yeah. just as good already um i absolutely am in love with the and i I feel awful that I don't know her name, but like the bird in it, because <laughs> um, she's very funny. You've got a look on your face as though you might know who that is, but you can't remember her name either. Yeah, because I, <laughs> I, I, I tend to, whenever I watch a TV show, I tend to look up people on Wikipedia. Ah. And I did literally yesterday, I would have had a name right in front of me because I watched one of her the BBC did kind of like a not quite a spoof TED Talks but it was like comedians doing lectures yeah um, and it's just seven minute lectures from people and she did a lecture on vaginas <laughs> okay but I yeah I can't, I can't remember her name either that's really bad but no I think she's I think they're all so perfectly cast mm. And I like the fact that, because normally remakes don't work. I know it's not a remake as such, but I watched the series before I watched the film. Oh, interesting. I, because it was Matt Berry, like, oh, it's another thing Matt Berry's in, let's watch that. (coughs) And it wasn't until I spoke to you and it was you that said, oh, yeah, but it was filmed before. Because I knew that it was kind of in my consciousness, but I didn't know why. Mm. But I think the film is superb but the 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 tv show just oh it's so good it's one of it's one of the best things that's ever happened yeah and i like to imagine and i'm fairly sure this is true that that whole bat thing wouldn't have been in the script (laughs) that definitely seems like a map unless they had got him in mind for that there's no way that could have been scripted because it's so fucking him yeah but but every- <laughs> well, I keep doing that. I keep doing that to people that I don't that don't know anything like it happens a lot with touring is that on every tour you go on there will be like um sayings from the tour that just become a thing and you just keep saying them to each other and then you go on another tour and say the same thing and you look like a complete fucking madman because no one knows the context and every time I've uh, so you'll be in a dressing room with people and then the first thing that happens when label or management come in to a dressing room is I fucking leave very soon uh, and I keep leaving by going but and then just running out of- <laughs> Oh, that's actually amazing. Uh, yeah, mate. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> yeah, I can imagine people being really confused. Yeah, well, there's, there's several, th- as you can imagine, there's several things that I do that make people uncomfortable. Like, for example, if I'm talking to someone and then someone comes in the room, I will just, <laughs> instead, whoever I'm talking to, I'll just go, I'm not sucking you off again, I've told you, and then leave the room. <laughs> So, yeah, that's one of my... Th- I don't know how the fuck I'm still employed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I don't think I could get away with that in my uh, in my job, but... No. Want, I don't think I'd want to, if I'm honest. <laughs> no, well, no, yeah, you can't do that in a normal workplace. But there's many things that happen in my workplace that you can't do in normal workplaces, like drinking at work. I was just going to say, yeah, like drinking, although, <laughs> you know, working from home, who's going to know? Hey. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's been... 
Yeah, so I've got a rule. Like, mm. you know, if you've got like a glass of whiskey or something and you're watching telly and you fall asleep, if it's before 5 a.m., when you wake up, you can finish the drink. Mm. But after 5 a.m., that's not okay anymore. No. So I, yeah. I, like, last week I woke up at seven minutes past five. I was like, fuck. <laughs> we, uh, we had a similar discussion the last time Barry and I did a live show because it got to like five in the morning and we were both still drinking like whiskey and amaretto. Yeah, I know. And, uh, and I was like, are we, allowed to, are we allowed to have amaretto for breakfast? Is that a thing that we can do? Because I don't think we should. Um, me and Rich have been trying to stick to a rule because I don't know if you've been like seeing our Facebook posts or whatever, but we seem to have spent all the money that we would have saved from like not going to Costa Coffee and not going to like Greg's and not going to the canteen for lunch and not going out in the evenings. We seem to have just spent on um, deliveries of beer from, oh, yeah. <laughs> from like, a variety yeah, of different breweries. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been one of those things where it's like we've been. We. I'm not. I'm not drinking during the day at all because I think drinking while I'm working is a really stupid idea. Mm. But then it's been like, can we drink on week nights? Because I wouldn't normally unless I was going out somewhere. But if I was going out somewhere, I'd only have one. So like, yeah. So we, we've just been getting really pissed at the weekends instead. Yeah. Well, I generally I probably drink every day. There was a few few days last week where i didn't but i mean because i've been at home for so long i'm in the horrible position of having to go out and buy beer from a supermarket mm. i haven't done that in years yeah i just come back like whatever's still left in the bus when we drop it off is mine <laughs> so my fridge just gets topped up every time i'm home and then i'm home for like three or four days at the most so it just keeps building up and up yeah and uh, i've got rid of the nondescript green lager from a european country that i've never figured <laughs> out where it is <laughs> good times we've got i think a random bottle of beer that you left at our house at christmas really uh, or new year's or whenever it was oh yeah that would have been a random foreign one as well wouldn't it yeah yeah, I think we've got a man on it. Probably, nice I don't know. I, I won't drink beers that are proper. I only drink girl beers because that's the thing. You see, the, the things we've been ordering have been like, oh, what's this weird fruit sour that Stace will have? Because <laughs> like, I can't do like a a Stella or something like that. Get out of my face with your boring beers. Anyway, this isn't talking about pop culture at all. It's adult pop. Way. Way. Hey, so you know how Rich was doing that thing where he was like, I'm going to watch a movie I've never seen before, like every day. Mm. Or like the equivalent to every day for a year. So he's just kept on doing that like every year for the past like three years. And, <laughs> and he never since, quite pulls it off though, does he? He has done. Oh, has he? Yeah. Uh, this year, I think he's he's well ahead of schedule because, <laughs> as you can imagine, yeah, there's uh, there's a lot of a lot of time <laughs> to be had to watch movies now, uh, which means that I've now got a list of like fucking a thousand films that I've seen since the last time I recorded, most of which were fairly mediocre. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I did watch two films that I thought were genuinely shit and two films that I thought were genuinely great, so I thought I'd just talk about those. <laughs> Go. Um, so the shit one, I feel like, and I don't know if you'll have seen it, and if you've seen it, whether you will like it, I can't quite tell, but it is a film that a lot of people seem to love, which is Empire Records. Not seen it. Okay. So, like... The, pr- the whole premise of this is it's a bunch of people working in a record store, having, like, a shitty time, but then by the end, like, everything's hunky-dory, lovely happy times, tra-la-la. Yeah. And it's one of these, like, cult hit kind of things that, like, people who love it 
like fucking love it uh so me and rich were like do you know what we've never seen it before we'll throw it on see how we feel and uh god i fucking hated it i hated it so much it's just it's just full of like unlikable dickheads being unlikable doing things that don't make any fucking sense made by people who clearly have never worked in a record store or any store at all uh with a shit ending so i was really mad at it um like one of the things that really pissed me off is there's a guy who comes in like halfway through who's got a gun and starts like threatening to like rob the place and uh, and shoot people it's it turns out it's just blanks because he's like a wuss but hmm. They just let him hang around the store afterwards. Like, oh, stop being a dickhead, whatever your name is, and, you know, just buy a CD. And I'm like, no, that's not, even if it's blanks, that's not how you treat somebody who tries to fucking rob your store. And then one of the employees, right at the start, nicks £9,000, well, dollars, takes it to fucking Las Vegas, loses the whole lot of it, and then comes back and, like, doesn't get fired. I'm like, that's also not how you run a business. I fucking hate this. And uh, yeah, I was just getting really cross to it. Don't like yeah, it very it much. Doesn't, doesn't sound like something that I'll be watching. No. I mean, the only good thing it had going for it really is that it's got, um, oh, what is her name? Oh, shit my ass. <laughs> Why can't I remember anybody? She's really fucking famous. She was in Lord of the Rings and she was in uh, fucking one of the Incredible Hulks, the one with Ed Norton that wasn't very good. And oh no well i've forgotten i'm sure other people will know who that is based <laughs> on those context clues um but what i was gonna say is she's fit and she has her stomach out a lot because she's wearing like a crop jumper and skirt oh, situation so you I know like maybe, yeah maybe people will enjoy it. it's very 90s fashion but you know yeah so there you go that was shit and then i also watched a film called prey as in like birds of prey not like praying religiously yeah i've seen it on the list of whatever channel it's on I've definitely scrolled past it a few times. Ah, we'll see. We happened to watch that because it was um, one of those days where we'd watched a film on a channel and then couldn't think of anything else to do, so we just left that channel on and watched Mm. whatever came on next. Oh, boy. What a a terrible decision that was. Um, (laughs) So, like, the, the premise of the film doesn't make sense for a start. So it's about this, like, kid who... I don't know what age they were aiming for in the film, but I, I would say early 20s, maybe. Who, like, it's, the film starts off and his dad's coming in and he's like, come and fix the car with me son. And the, the son's just, like, playing on his phone, like, fuck off, dad. What ifs? And his dad's like, come on, let's spend some quality time outside working on the car. I'm your dad and I love you. And the kid's like, just seriously fuck off dad so his dad goes outside and then his car gets carjacked and his dad gets murdered (laughs) so of course the kid feels a little a little bit somewhat responsible because he's like hey if i'd have just gone outside like they probably wouldn't have tried to dick his car and killed him so for rehabilitation purposes he joins a group that basically drop people off on what they believe to be uh deserted islands and just let them survive there for like three days and then pick them up later as Hmm. though that's going to help anyone who's got mental health issues (laughs) relating to the guilt around the death of their father and then whilst on the island weird shit happens because he finds this girl and then it's like oh you know who's this been turns out she's some sort of demon anyway it's shit (laughs) (laughs) like we just got to the end and we were like why did we do that it's like nearly two hours of our lives why did we why did we do that <laughs> oh there's some really bad special effects in there as well you know do you to watch those videos where people would be like oh look there's a ghost in the movie dumb and dumber and so you'd watch oh, a clip of dumb and dumber and then it 
Yeah, and then it'd be like just a picture of like fucking the girl from The Exorcist just mm. whizzing up on screen to make you shit yourself. Like, oh, was, yeah. Yeah, so it was like that. So it was like every now and again, you're like, is there something in the background? So you're like leaning in and squinting. And then it's just like the worst, like fucking 2000s PlayStation 1 game fucking nightmare face. And you're like, oh, this is so shit. <laughs> like, you can't even be scary, right? And we just, we just really hated it. So, yeah. That was pride, don't bother. That's what I'd say. <laughs> oh, did you guys get round to Giant Silent Bob reboot? Uh, I didn't because I don't care. Oh, okay, um, fair enough. But, but I think Rich might have. Uh, um, how did you feel about it? Um, I again going back to me being really forgiving on things. Um, I would, I, I was just interested enough to just revisit the characters and see what they're up to. It is, it's this, it's the same film. It's Giant Silent Bob Strike Back. The, the exact same story in plot, which, you know, he, he said he was going to be, so that's fine, I guess. Um, <laughs> I enjoyed it. I thought his daughter was brilliant. Really? Yeah. and She's, she's been, usually crap. Exactly. She's been quite shit in a lot of things. Um, and I don't know whether it's because it was, you know, it, other parts that he's put her in have been written for her as well, but I think this was always going to reflect quite, closely what she's going to be like in real life mm. she was always going to be that kind of smart mouth ballsy sort of person because you kind of you would be if you were kevin smith's daughter yeah uh but no, I, th- I i liked it and i i thought it was good oh good mm. i was a bit i'm a bit uh i mean i don't know how i feel about kevin smith really because i think i've seen most of his films and i think i like some of them some of them weirdly seem to make me sick i know that's a total coincidence but there's been some films of his that every time i watch them i've thrown up inexplicably like i've not eaten anything weird or like got pissed as a fart and then thrown up and been like why did i throw up no literally just barfed for no good reason but he's doing a cartoony reboot of he-man for netflix yeah and i don't know i just i just don't know because i feel like it's gonna be sassier than i want it to be (laughs) yeah no i know what you mean i've because he's done a lot of um comic books and all that sort of stuff but Mm. i've never i've never actually read any of them i've read one and it's shit was it because they just don't happen to be the ones i'd be interested in anyway i know there was a big massive amount of fallout when he made batman piss himself <laughs> oh god don't get rich started on that because he, <laughs> he will go to tea fuck it i mean that's the one that i've read and it is shit but rich absolutely hates it like with a fiery passion i imagine what does rich generally think of kevin smith well i don't know really because when we first met he was like kevin smith's the best thing since sliced bread made me watch all the films we even went to london for like an evening with kevin smith kind of thing Mm. Um, but then I don't know what happened around, I was it's probably just, just after Zach and Miri make a porno and Rich just sort of fell out with him almost entirely. And then he made a couple of films that Rich didn't like at all. And now he doesn't seem to really like many of his previous films as much <laughs> either. Um, and I think he, I think part of it was listening to his podcast. He had to stop listening to his podcast because he felt like he was being a twat for the most part. Um, uh, yeah, I'd be mean, like, I listen to quite a lot of his. <laughs> the, I get a bit frustrated because if you listen to more than one, he, he generally will tell the same story over and over again. Mm. Um, but I, I, you know, I like Hollywood Babylon especially. Mm. I've never than. really listened to it. I used to listen to, I've forgotten the name of it. Was it Smodcast? 
Yeah. But I think only for a few months, and then I was like, do you know what? Kevin Smith, not for me. Yeah. No, I get that. Like, if someone says, I think Kevin Smith's fucking terrible, I've, I've, I wouldn't argue with him. Um, <laughs> but he, yeah, he, he, he makes his films. And yeah. I, I like his characters. I like how he kind of, it's in the same sort of world generally. Yeah. I Tusk was fucking weird. That might have been one of the ones that Rich didn't like. Yeah, I imagine the, the it would be. The thing for me with him, particularly around the He-Man reboot, is that I just, I don't know that I've seen anything that he's done previously that would suggest he would do a good job of this. No. Because He-Man's not that sort of st- world or story and i get like i get it's a reboot so i get it can be different and i'm not one of these people who's like you know i, I don't mind if people change things like the um the newer version of she is like wildly different to the old version but i, I fucking love it it's amazing mm. um but i just i can't i can't i can't envision kevin smith's voice in he-man stories no i think yeah i would agree with you that i used to love she-ra the original incarnation yeah. but i don't know how much of that was that it was just good. she-ra yeah yeah i don't know how much of it was me like i knew i wanted to do something to her but i was far too young to realize what that was <laughs> the uh, the thing i always found quite funny about like original lady she-ra and it's something actually that i didn't really notice until this new one came out is that Every female character in the He-Man and She-Ra universe has the exact same body model. And I'm not saying that in a, God, why can't they show a fatty kind of way, even though, you know, they probably should show a fatty every now and again. But more in a, literally, they have the same face, the same cheekbones, the same everything. It's just different hair and clothes. On It's it's like the animators couldn't be bothered. And just went, I don't know, guess what, make this one purple. Like... <laughs> like it's so weird, um, but they are all fit. To be fair, so you know. Oh yeah, swings and roundabouts in it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so have you have you got Disney Plus then, or did you not bother with it? No, we did. Um, because Rich wanted to. Why did we get it? I mean, we're probably going to rewatch the Mandalorian. Let's not even dance around that. Um, we there was a reason that Rich decided to get it. I can't remember what it was, but. Was it DuckTales? I mean, it might have been. <laughs> we, <laughs> we do love DuckTales. We are uh, we are trying to watch all of the classic Disney movies now as well because there's quite a few that neither of us have seen. But I think there might be reasons for that because the older ones, not great thus far. <laughs> I have a surprising amount of Disney films that I haven't seen. For example, I saw the live-action Aladdin before I saw the cartoon one. Oh, how was that for you? Because for me, the cartoon one is my actual favourite Disney film. Oh, okay. And the the live action one felt like soulless and empty. Ah, interesting. I really, really enjoyed it. Um, because I don't know why. Because actually, but having watched the cartoon one now, I would say that I prefer the live action one. But Ooh. I think that's because the music's better. Um, oh, that's interesting. Because I had the exact opposite reaction. Oh, okay. Because um, when I I decided to watch the live action one, even like against the fact that Richard already watched it and said it was crap and he's not actually seen Aladdin the cartoon one either Hmm. so I was like do you know what it's my favorite they can't go that wrong surely the instant he started singing you know that one where he's basically doing like parkour through the streets of Agrabah and you see like one jump a dearly do do like that one I, I was just like well this guy can't sing and weirdly the arrangement of the music was like 
I don't know, there was something off about it that made it feel to me like it wasn't anywhere near as like energetic or jazzy. And I hated the song that they added for Jasmine, where she's singing about like female empowerment and whatnot. I'm like, that's a great message to have, but this song doesn't fit in to Mm. any other, like it's so different, it sticks out like such a sore thumb. It's not even slightly like any other song in the film. I just don't get it. I didn't even notice that was an addition. I didn't notice that it wasn't in the cartoon one. I just think it just, it, to me, it, sound, it just sounded a little bit bigger. And that mm. was the only, the only real thing. I thought that Will Smith was really good. I thought he got unfairly battered by a lot of critics. I'll give you that. I actually was expecting to dislike him because he's an actor for me that I can take or leave. I've seen him in films where I think he's great. Like, I love yeah. Men in Black. And I like Independence Day. And I used to really like Fresh Prince. Like, I'm not going to oh, lie. You can't you? not. Exactly. You can't like um, Prince, you're a bit of a moron. <laughs> but there's, yeah, like other performances I've seen him in. And I'm just like, ugh, why? Mm. Um, yeah, with this, I was just like, oh, actually, do you know what? But I, I don't know whether part of that sort of unfair critical reaction he got was to do with the fact that it was Robin Williams previously and he's dead. Um, yeah. Because as much as I absolutely adore Robin Williams and I love his performance as the genie, it's not like, you know, the best performance of anything since sliced bread. Like people seem to act like it's the best, you know, comedic performance of any character ever. And I'm like, no, it's good. But I don't know why we're like holding it on such a high pedestal. It's not even one of his best. Mm, I don't know, because I don't think I've seen that many of his films because I'm a terrible human being. I did rewatch Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh, no. Why did you do that? I'm, it's longer than Star Wars. Why is it longer than Star Wars? I, I thought it was a great film. It, it, it holds up. <laughs> I've got a bit of an issue with that film. And it's an issue I have with a lot of other films that have similar premises, which is the new boyfriend is always very unfairly treated. Like, mm. it's not Penis Brosnan's fault that Robin Williams lost custody of his kids and it's not he's he's a nice guy and i've forgotten the bird in it again why do i keep forgetting the women this is so sexist um because you're a massive lady racist i am apparently who does play the fucking wife in it uh i don't know help me out you've just seen it (laughs) i want to say it's someone like but not necessarily sally field maybe it is that rings a bell (laughs) um but yeah, it always bothered me because I'm like, Pierce Brosnan treats her fairly nicely, you know, just comes in, is a very nice man. He's nice to the kids, you know, it's not like he's beating anyone up or anything. But we're supposed to root for the madman who's uh, like dressing up as a woman and being an absolute lunatic because it's Robin Williams and he's funny, I guess. Yeah. Like, no, that's actual crazy behaviour that shouldn't be around children. That's <laughs> like, true. It is, it is Sally Field as well. Yeah, woo! I remembered a lady. Well done, me. Ten <laughs> point. Um, yeah, I don't like that film. I don't know if you've noticed. Okay, no, I liked, I, I liked it. In our rewatch of Disney classics, we've got as far as Fantasia, which was certainly an experience. Oh, that was fucking shit of a time. It's, I mean, the problem with me, not with me, for me, with Fantasia, is, is fucking awful. Yeah. I feel like it would have been, I still don't think it would have been good, but I think it would have been better if they'd have just used, like, characters from films and Disney that already existed. Like, I know they have Mickey, the the Sorcerer's Apprentice one is the best one because of Mickey being in it. 
and mm-hmm. doing all the fun. But like, there's like a whole segment of one where it's just like coloured discs flying around the screen. It's dog like, one from start to finish. What am I looking at? It's total garbage. And I like classical music. There's some really good pieces of music in that film. But like, for the most part, it's just like, I don't know. And then there's that section where they, they bring in that weird wobbly line and they're like, go on, make a noise, little sound wave. And then he goes, blah, and he squiggles around. And I'm like, what am I looking at? Have I accidentally done drugs? No, the people who fucking made it do, and the people who greenlit it, and everyone who's ever liked it. Oh, it's mad. Absolutely mad. And then I think the following day we watched Old Boy, which was a little bit of a, you know, turn. (laughs) Have you not seen it? No. Oh, no. So, ah, I don't know whether to spoil this for you. I'll try not to. It's a film about revenge. And essentially, it's a Korean film. Essentially, a guy gets kidnapped and put in a room for like 15 years. Uh, And then when he thinks he's free, he's actually getting manipulated even more as part of this big revenge plot. And then a thing happens at the end that's like, ah, it's amazing. You should watch it. Okay. What's that called? Old Boy. Old Boy. Yeah. It's really good. What I will say about it is that I'm not going to tell you the thing that happens at the end, but knowing that thing doesn't make it any less impactful because I knew about it beforehand and I thought, I'll be fine. This will be fine. Nope. (laughs) I I will give that a watch. I think you should. If I um, find time. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, better pencil that into your busy sketch. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I would definitely recommend it. It's really well made. Um, it's one of those films where it's like there's gore in it, but it's not the focus of it. Mm. So it's like you don't just watch it and think like, oh, what's with all the like blood and gross? Like it's not, it's not like that. It happens to have these elements in it, but mm. I think it's really well used, really well directed. Yeah, let me know how you feel about it when you've seen it. I'm very intrigued. I will do. Yay. I've got been... Go on. Go on, sorry. Are you still there? I am, yeah. Oh, I sorry. Thought I spoke over you and then said go on and then it went silent. Like, oh, oh, I don't think you heard me saying go on to you. That's oh, okay then. <laughs> Thanks, Skype. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was going to say, I've, I've been watching a lot of The Simpsons because that's now on Disney+, Plus, um, which is weird. Because, as you probably know, um, are you familiar with Oakley Doakley? Yeah. Right. It's a, it's a, those not. It's a band that I tour manage who all dress as Ned Flanders and all of their songs are around Ned Flanders or wider Simpsons quote. And I ended up joining the last tour we did in December. The bass player got ill and had to fly home. So I ended up as their bass player. So I spent like two months dressed as Ned Flanders playing Simpsons related songs, not fucking getting half of the references <laughs> that the audience were reacting to. So it's been very strange that I've been watching it and then episode like things happen in the episode. I'm like, oh, that's what fucking that bit is. <laughs> Pretty much the only reference I got at the time was this the stupid sexy Flanders one. <laughs> Oh, it feels like he's wearing nothing at all. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I'm not sure whether I actually remembered it from The Simpsons or whether it's because it's such a prominent part of their set because he, he dresses. There's like a ski suit and, and all sorts involved in the live show, which, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's an interesting one. Yeah, but that may also be the reason why I don't pay for Disney Plus, and it may also be the reason why you might see various references to The Simpsons on my social media. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I was thinking about this because um, 
on the last episode we had Phil on and he was saying he was doing like a full rewatch of The Simpsons from the start. Mm. Um, and I was wondering about whether I could be bothered with that because I feel like The Simpsons is one of those shows that I think I like, but then actually I think I've just watched it. If you know, <laughs> like yeah. I just like there's always going to be bits in it that make me chuckle, but I don't think it's a show that I'd actually be that bothered about if it just disappeared from my life entirely. Mm. Like for me, so I've never watched it obsessively. I've always liked it and I've always sort of watched it when it happened to be on. But it's one of these where you kind of have to respect it Mm. because it's a primetime cartoon that's been on the TV for 30 years. Yeah. Which is fucking insanity. Mm. I actually wonder how many of the episodes I've seen because until like Disney Plus, there was, unless you wanted to go out and buy overly expensive DVDs, which I don't, there's no real way of watching it in order Mm. because like for some reasons, it's on Sky, but they always just show whatever fucking episode they fancy. Yeah. And they'll show the same, like, three repeatedly for a week. And you're like, ugh. So I'm actually not convinced I've seen as much of it. Like, I don't think I've even seen, like, half, maybe. don't know. I wouldn't have been able to tell you until I started watching it on Disney Plus is because it's not very often that an episode comes on that I'm not familiar with. Mm. So it's like over the course of three fucking decades just watching the odd episode pretty much yeah it's, yeah it's, caught you up yeah you find out that you've watched more than you think mm. it was like when i eventually got scrubs on dvd that i realized i'd actually seen most of it already <laughs> oh we're doing a rewatch of that now as well because um zach braff and donald Faison have brought out a podcast about it yeah, it's what well, I, I think it's great. I've really, really enjoyed that podcast. Mm. Well, I haven't really been listening to it because um, I'm not the world's biggest fan of Scrubs. Like, I like it enough, but like not enough to really care about like background stuff. Mm. Um, but Rich has had the podcast on when I've been around, and it is they are very. You can tell they're very passionate about this show. Mm. Um, and uh, yeah, it's not. It's nice to hear people being really positive about things at the moment. Yeah, I've unsurprisingly. I've... I've always been a f- massive Scrubs fan from the first time I watched it, but something <laughs> I never really remember. You you pretty much answered the question, but I can because me and Rich tend to agree on most things, but there are some things that I love that he genuinely loses any respect he has for me just because I like a particular thing, and I can never remember whether Scrubs is one of those, but I'm assuming he is a Scrubs fan. Yeah, no, he loves Scrubs, absolutely loves it. In fact, he was like sort of semi-livid at me when he found out I hadn't seen it, and was like, well, that's what we're doing this particular weekend, is we're just going to watch <laughs> a shit ton of Scrubs. No, I wanted... I. Since the podcast started, I've wanted to do a rewatch, but it doesn't stream anywhere. Mm-hmm. And I don't have a DVD player. And even if I could just watch it on my laptop and plug it into the TV, when I moved into here, the, like, the CCTV room, I don't know why I'm pointing. Because <laughs> you're the only one that can see me and pointing doesn't help you anyway. No. Uh, the CCTV room was unlocked and it had loads of shelving in there. So I assumed that stayed unlocked. So all of my DVDs are in there. <laughs> And it's locked. Oh no! So it does. It it's the one fucking program that I just cannot find streamed anyway. I know it's on Hulu, but we we can't have Hulu. No, that sucks. Bast. Git. But never mind. But yeah, Scrubs. One of the finest TV shows that I think has ever happened. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people are going to be losing respect for me in this episode if they ever had any uh, in this episode because. I've gone, yeah, Simpsons is all right, and yeah, Star Wars is all right, and yeah, Scrubs is all right, and yeah, Red Dwarf's all right. Like, 
literally just you know not caring about i did i don't like spaced very much either if that helps <laughs> uh yeah i i'm not as big a fan as a lot of people um like it was on again it got put another like a box set more for and i got really excited thinking yeah that was so great and then watched it again it was just like nah. mm. i do think there's a lot of things that are like resonate with you at a particular time for a particular reason yeah and that are definitely products of their time because like i remember a couple of years ago we uh <laughs> me and my sister tried to get her hubby to watch labyrinth for the first time and of course me and my sister were loving it because it was like one of our favorite films when we were kids and it's fucking mental and like david berry's a god but of course like greg was watching it with you know 2015 eyes mm. <laughs> and they're like what am i looking at at this weird camp puppet nonsense <laughs> like he was just not having a bar of it at all and we were like oh there's also not many kids films where by the end of it you legitimately know exactly what someone's penis looks like yeah yeah it's um i just that film i don't know why they didn't consider a cup but you know there we are That's... They, should have, they should have done I mean, yeah. I'm sure it's luscious, but it's not necessarily appropriate. For... Yeah, especially when he's like dancing around. You're like, whoa, Jesus. Um, he's wonderful, though. Speaking of penises, um, are you a fan of Ninja Sex Party? You keep mentioning it, and I keep meaning to listen to it, but I never think about it at the yeah. right time. I listen to music far less than even people that know me assume that I would. Mm. Um, and that's not not as a result of doing what I do for a living. It's, I've, I've always I've always listened to music much less than people thought I did. Yeah. Uh, well, if, if I'm driving, it's podcasts rather than music. But I will. I will. I'm not like trying to force you or anything. I just it just talking about David Bowie's penis reminded me of their new video because there's oh. a there's a bit in it where the lead singer Danny Sexbang, not his real name, as you can probably tell. He's in like a sparkly sequin jumpsuit, uh, very clearly also not wearing a cup. And it's really distracting. Like, because it, it's funny with Ninja Sex Party, most of their songs are about dicks and having sex. Um, for example, they've got a song called FYI, I Want to F Your Eye, um, <laughs> which is a, it's quite a spectacular song. But this song happens to be like one of the, ha- the small handful of songs that they've done that's just like a standard comedy song. It's not a song about dicks or vaginas or what have you it's literally about not paying attention to a date when you're on a date and then being like oh no i don't know what you're on about <laughs> so it's really distracting <laughs> to just have his like spangly penis just just jiggling about there i'm like ah does he ah. have a nice penis hmm? does he have a nice penis i mean i don't i don't know because i don't think penises are very good no, if I'm honest. They're a bit, no they're a bit I don't know, swollen thumbish, aren't they? Like, I just, <laughs> I just, I'm not a fan. Sorry, husband. Uh, he knows this about me already. <laughs> um, but yeah, that the, that video just, he just reminded me of that. Just talking about um, willies. Uh, <laughs> I like willies. I love willies. Um, <laughs> I love willies. <laughs> oh dear me. Oh, have so, you been watching um, uh, Friday Night Dinner? Is that your cup of tea? Yes. Yeah. Fucking love Friday night. Dinner. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Have you watched that? Watched last night already. We did. Yeah, we watched it literally like an hour ago. It um, was a bit fucking dark. Wasn't it though? <laughs> I mean, I thought it was dark enough in the last series when they killed the dog. Yeah. But, <laughs> like this one. Shit. <laughs> I do. I do absolutely love. Um. Again, I've forgotten his name. I am the actual worst. Mark the guy Hendrick. who plays the neighbour with the dog. 
Mark Summer or other. Heap? Mark I want to Heap. say Heap. That's it, yeah. Um, oh God, he's just so funny like like his whole physicality especially around the dog like how he keeps flinching when the dog doesn't even move (laughs) i love him so much i accidentally got a group of american people into that because we were walking i can't remember where we were some some foreign land and we're walking down the street and there's this dude in a mac and kind of the square glasses with this alsatian dog walking down the road (laughs) and everyone looked at him and i just looked at him and went Winston, <laughs> which should have brought the fucking house down, but none of them got any idea what the fuck I was talking about. Yeah. And I was upset because I don't want to blow my own trumpet, but the delivery and the timing was just fucking magnificent, but it was lost on them completely. But we'd got we'd got free Wi-Fi in the bus, so... I made them watch it all, and they they became big fans. Oh, that's good. It is one of those weird shows that I don't really know how to recommend to people because it's like, well, it's just about two guys who go around to their parents' house for dinner every Friday, and then there's shenanigans. Yeah. But it's so funny. No, I think it's fucking great. I got into it quite late though. I didn't <laughs> until the last last couple of episodes of the last series. Mm. I keep deliberately trying to say series when I'm talking about a UK show and season when I'm talking about an American one. Oh, I just always say series, I think. Uh, yeah. Because I is a British. Person. I say season in front of my brother deliberately. What, just to annoy him? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fair play. That's a good way to annoy Rich. Is it? Stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. He used to have a real bee in his bonnet as well about calling films movies, but I don't think he's that bothered about that anymore because it's just a thing, isn't it? But he's like, no, you're going to see a film. It's all right, calm down. Jeez. Someone explained a potential difference to me once, but I, I, I can't remember, and I didn't even fucking buy it at the time. I think it's one of those things for me that, like, there's a lot of, like, very pedanty stuff that people do on the internet where I'm like, if you know what I mean, just shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, I'm much less of a twat than I used to be about stuff like that. <laughs> that used to, I, still, I still do the kind of star-correct people on Facebook because the the funny bit about that for me, like if someone's doing like a really serious sort of post on Facebook that's all worthy and signal virtually, uh, vir- vir- virtue signally and all that sort of shit, it's just funny that all the responses people have, it's like, oh, I totally agree. And then there's me that just puts star there. <laughs> and that, that, that satisfies me quite a lot. You are a bellend. I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. But I enjoy it too much to stop now. <laughs> I've stopped getting angry over Panini. What's wrong with Panini? Nothing's wrong with Panini, but like if you're in a shop and it says, oh, how many, we've got all these Paninis. It's like you haven't got Paninis because Panini is already the fucking plural. <laughs> and that used to make me really fucking mad. Uh, see, I don't get so bothered by people on the internet because I think it's really easy, especially if you're typing on your phone, to just have a giant thumb that presses the wrong button or whatever. Yeah. Or predictive text doing its wonderful thing where you type the word little and for some reason it turns it into titties and you're like, what are you doing? Um, yeah, like when I call my aunt a cunt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Genuinely um, happened. I says, how's my favourite cunt? Which has got all fucking sorts of connotations of horrificness about it. Yeah, that's really bad. I once sent an email to my boss asking them uh, about whether or not they needed me to recunt the data. <laughs> I meant count, of course, <laughs> but I missed the O. Um, have, you, have you told the story on any? of your podcasts about your your nan not, <laughs> not quite 
<laughs> I may have done. I feel like I feel like if I did, it was probably on one of the live shows. Um, but the yeah, the long and short of that was that my nan, for a really long time, thought LOL meant lots of love. And so one day she texted me to say, "Oh, just to let you know that uh, your uncle, your uncle's died, lol." <laughs> <laughs> I love how much it still tickles you. Because <laughs> uh, uh, I remember you telling it, mate, because I, I wasn't expecting it. <laughs> and it was the fact that everybody sort of stayed somber. <laughs> your initial reaction is like, no, this can't be funny because someone's dead. And I just fucking lost my mind. Lol. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is one of those things now, though, where, like, if anybody I know dies, I fully expect you to text me and be like, oh, sorry for your loss, lol. <laughs> <laughs> and I would only accept that from you. Uh, <laughs> well, on a similar sort of vein, I'm still waiting. This is going to sound terrible, but I'm still waiting for, like, someone close to Rich to die hmm. because we've got this. We were talking about Stuart Lee once, and we've basically ended up with this agreement that if someone's, like, mom or dad or something dies, we've got to text the other one. One and go i'm delighted that your mom's dead <laughs> wow <laughs> so yeah i just hope that if it is unfortunately rich who suffers that loss that he remembers the conversation <laughs> yeah um maybe maybe just throw some references into that every now and again just no, so he remembers. No, yeah, yeah yeah i can't throw any <laughs> references in the time because that'll undermine it completely yeah yeah but <laughs> Yeah, but my orig- circling back to my original point was I don't pick on people on the internet anymore, but I still will not accept shops that have unnecessary apostrophes in things. Oh, my, yeah. So I used to work in a music zone, and it'd be like, oh, on the wall where all the DVDs are, it had DVD apostrophe S. Oh, you just have a fucking small S. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, CDs, you know, oh. apostrophe. Videos, apostrophe. Oh, God, I hated it. Yeah. Look, you look so distressed. Do you want to talk about a film or something? I get, sorry, I forget you can see me. No, it just it <laughs> genuinely fucking winds me up. <laughs> like, we get merch guys that do it all the time. Oh, that must be. And, that, and it's like, it's the start of a tour. You're going to be spending eight weeks with these people in very close confines. Do you want to die on that particular hill? <laughs> and the I'm answer is always, ab- oh, absolutely. <laughs> Because, on a serious note as well, it helps me out because if I can, this sounds horrible, but it does make, it does make some sense. If I can cut off that idea that first and foremost we're friends very early on, it makes it easier overall because it's like, no, no, we're not primarily friends. I'm primarily your boss for the next six weeks. Mm. So it kind of, if I can do, you do an apostrophe to make them upset, then that, it generally will help me out. What are you like? Yeah, true though. Fucking CD apostrophe S. I know. Fucking uh, UNT apostrophe S. My my favourite one that I've ever seen was sandwiches without the E apostrophe S. (laughs) 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 I was like, the sandwiches, what? What? Uh, Anyway, let's talk about pop culture. Have you seen a movie called Swallow? Don't. I was going to go as soon as that left my mouth. Jesus Christ. I love Willie. I love Willie. Um, no. Okay, it's not a porno. It's not a porno. It's a film about a lady who has that disease that I've forgotten the name of, where you just eat things that you're not supposed to eat, like bits of the ground and like needles and buttons and shit. <laughs> um, I didn't realise that was a legit thing that actually happens to people until I, I saw I've heard film. of that, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've totally forgotten what it's called because apparently my brain no longer works at all. Um, swallow, you just, oh, you mean the 
thing. Yeah, yeah, not what the film was called. I mean, what the yeah the I assume it's like an eating disorder. We'll call it munchy twat. Yeah. So, uh, so it's about a lady who is experiencing some mental health issues that lead her to getting munchy twat, and um, it's a really well done film. Like it's. It's primarily about her relationship with her partner and her and their sort of like controlling family. So she obviously like tries to take control of her the one thing she can do, which is, you know, eating random shit, I guess. Oh. The only thing that like knocked a star off it for me when I was rating it was it's got a very weird bit at the end that I don't th- I don't want to spoil it, but I don't think it serves the character or the movie well at all. So it's one of those endings where like the whole film is amazing and then you get to this bit and you're like, "Oh, <laughs> like it's a bit hmm. i don't know whether like are you happy for me to spoil it or uh yeah it doesn't sound like something that, um okay so you find out through the course of the film after the, after she starts um having to see a therapist that she's actually a product of rape and so like a lot of her mental health issues are from like this whole thing in her own head about you know what happened to her mom and you know who is her dad and all this stuff and so towards the end of the film, she finds her dad and she sort of confronts. He's now sort of like out of prison and he's got a new wife and a kid and like all this stuff. And uh, and he basically gives her permission to let that go, like just let it go. And I was like, no, I'm sorry. You don't end a movie about a woman finally breaking away from a controlling relationship by having her go and seek fucking permission to be all right from her mom's rapist. Like what is Oh, so yeah, I wasn't. Yeah, <laughs> it was that 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 reminded me of that kind of like validation from a man has mm. just reminded me of something terrible but fucking wonderful that happened recently. It was like, however, it was like a, a, a an anniversary of uh, women being allowed to be police officers in the Met, mm. and to sell. Oh, I genuinely thought it was a wind up, but it was absolutely true. As a way of <laughs> celebrating this, they encouraged female police officers to give examples of when men have allowed them like given them the strength and the opportunity to be all independent so they're basically we're celebrating female police officers by getting these female police officers to think of a situation where a male police officer has has oh mate it was just (laughs) so essentially to celebrate women we decided to thank a load of men (laughs) that's exactly what happened oh brilliant i i i loved it People like it always tickles me when people say like, "Why do we need an International Women's Day?" And I'm like, "When shit like this stops happening, <laughs> that's when we won't need one anymore." Yeah. Oh, that is ridiculous. Yeah. It, it was funny though. The film I watched recently. Film. Have you seen Yesterday? No, because I don't like the Beatles. Neither do I. Which is why I never bothered to watch it at the cinema. Yeah. But I, the reason I did watch it is because I watched, relatively recently, I watched, um, fuck, Dancing in the Dark, is it? No. It's named after a Springsteen song, but it's not Dancing in the Dark. Oh, I don't know. It's about, it's about anyway, it's about a kid who discovers Springsteen and it sort of changes his life. Mm. I've never been a huge Springsteen fan. I've always respected him, but never given a shit about it, really. But watching that film made me realise that it didn't, you don't need to be a massive Springsteen fan to understand it. You just needed to be a massive fan of something. So you could have replaced Springsteen with any other band and yeah. the film worked. So with that in mind, I watched Yesterday as well. But funnily enough, I watched it yesterday. And, and it, for the, it was fucking great. Oh. 
Yeah, and that's surprising because I don't give a fuck about the Beatles either. Mm. Uh, again, I I guess I respect them. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, there's this, but one thing I'll fucking put to bed is this fucking idea that the Beatles or anybody, oh, if you weren't for the Beatles, you wouldn't have had any of these. Oh, fuck shit off, off with that. Fuck off. I hate, I hate that as a thing because, like, I've talked to Rich about this before because he is a big Beatles fan, but he agrees with me and that that is a fairly ridiculous thing to say because he was like, there's a lot of music that if that hadn't have existed, the Beatles would never have existed. Like, if, if certain things didn't happen, like, within... You know, like basically, if white people didn't steal a load of black people's culture and shit, there's yeah. a lot of musical things that probably wouldn't have ever happened. But you can't, like, you can't definitively say, oh, yeah, the Beatles fucking. Yeah. Like, somebody said to me the once, Oasis would never have existed without the Beatles. And I was like, God, I hate the Beatles even more now. <laughs> I don't, now I'm definitely going to, if you think anything we might have said so far is going to was going to piss people off. This is going to fucking annoy people. I'm going to, I'm going to warn you this from the start. Mm. People say the same thing about Elvis Presley. Mm. Um, but these two things about that. One is that predominantly he didn't write his own songs. So these people who are saying, oh, it's not the same as fucking Presley, and they're slagging off all these people who don't write their own songs now, to me that is fucking ridiculous. Also, the reason that Elvis Presley was so big, I'm I'm being careful here just because people are going to fucking hate me for saying this, but it's fucking true and you try and argue. The reason Elvis Presley took that mantle of the king of rock and roll is because there were already a lot of black performers doing that sort of music. And frankly, they needed a white person to be the spearhead of it. The black people didn't need that, obviously, but the music industry did. Yeah. They needed a white person to represent that on, you know, instead yeah, of the black people I already doing it better than he ever did. Fully agree with you on that. Fully agree, so we both can get lynch mobbed on the internet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's. I mean, you can people can be angry, but you try and fucking argue that. Yeah, it's it's, it's ridiculous. I the, the thing about yesterday for me is that I don't I don't know if I like the premise. Regardless of whether it's the Beatles or not, I don't know if I like the premise of somebody being like, oh, this band doesn't exist and only I remember, so I'm just going to steal all of their music and I guess ride this wave. That's something else that popped me off, but they deal with that aspect of it very well. Okay. And there was genuinely a moment, it never, I knew it was going to be like a feel good film because like 20 films a year it was billed as the feel good film of the year. So you know it's going to be like warm and fuzzy. Mm. But there's a moment, and it's a really unlikely moment that really. I, I, was de- I definitely teared up over it and I think it's because of that concept you don't have to be a massive Beatles fan but you've got to be a massive fan of a band mm. and if you get that and it was just a moment with these two people dancing and I won't say any more than that because it will spoil it but anyone who's seen the film will know the moment I'm talking about and it's just an incidental camera stops on them just for a second and they're just dancing and it was yeah it's, mm. it's a good film and I recommend you give it a watch maybe I will have you seen Rocket Man by any chance? No, and I'm. It's one of these films that I know I'm going to like, but I. Oh, just, okay. I haven't been asked yet. Well, we... I haven't finished rewatching all of Spooks. <laughs> Fair enough. We decided to watch it a couple of weeks ago, as uh, basically it was one of these things where we we're like, "What's a film that uh, me, Rich, Key, and Phil can all watch at the same time, and then WhatsApp about it to each other as though we're in the same room." doing things together because we can't do things together right now and uh and i knew i wasn't like i I went into it knowing i wasn't going to love it because i don't 
care about Elton John either, really. Like, I think he's got a very good voice, but I don't like most of his songs, if I'm honest. <laughs> Mm. Um, but the thing, uh, Rocket Man, I thought was such a weird film because, like, immediately it dispenses with any idea that it's going to be like a proper legit, you know, biopic. It's like literally like, no, this is a fucking musical. Things are going to float, and we're going to like, you know, everything's going to be a dance routine. And I was like, right, okay, okay, I'm with it. I get it. Um, but it's just such a weird. I feel bad for them in a sense because on the one hand I was glad that they didn't have the guy uh, who played Elton trying to sing in an Elton accent because I think that would have been dreadful. But similarly, his voice is nowhere near as good as Elton's. So, yeah. <laughs> so it's like they're in this weird catch-22 where it's like, yeah, I don't know. And it's very clear to me that Elton had a hand in it because everything about this film is like look how hard things were for me, but look how I pulled through them because I'm great and I. Like, it's so rose-tinted glasses-y. You know, like, even the bits where he's, like, on drugs and stuff, it's, like, very much, well, I was the victim, but then I got over it and I'm this star. And it's, like, I don't know, I just it felt really, like, disingenuous, mm. maybe, when I was watching it. And I kind of wish yeah. it was just a ridiculous musical that featured his songs but wasn't actually about him. Because the other thing that threw me as well, and I had to keep asking Rich about this, because I don't know anything about like the timeline of Elton John's music or anything. So there's a lot of bits in it where it looks like he wrote one of his most favourite songs, like his most famous, most like money-making songs, like, I don't know, when he was seven at the dinner table. Mm. <laughs> it's like, is that... Is that true? Was Elton John writing like amazing songs when he could barely even form sentences? Um, obviously, it's not true. Uh, and there was a lot of poetic license taken with the ordering of which the music occurs in the film. Mm. Um, but it's one of those weird ones with music films as well, in that I don't expect things to be like 100% realistic. But I really hate when they make it look like people can write a song in 10 seconds. <coughs> that annoys me, mainly because of the amount of people that believe it. Yeah. And that always winds me up. So, like, oh, there's these, this big man like sitting on the dock of the bay. Oh, it's written in 15 minutes. It just wasn't. Like, no, <laughs> no. There's a. I've not seen the actual film, but there's a there's a scene that I've watched in Bohemian Rhapsody where it looks like they wrote "We Will Rock You" in all of about ten seconds. It's mm. like Freddie was just riffing some lyrics, and then people in the background started going <laughs> like, oh, "Fuck off! No, come on!" <laughs> like shit, right off with all of this. Um, so yeah, maybe music films aren't for me, but <laughs> oh, I love a musical. Though. <laughs> well, I do like some musicals, but like. I don't know. I feel like they have to be... I don't think I want a musical about somebody's life. There's... Yeah, I think... I, don't, I, I love musicals, uh, like musical theatre and all that sort of shit, but I'm generally not a fan of what they call jukebox musicals, mm. which is where, you know, like a, musicals is, is a play and people write songs for it, and when they do it the other, the other way around, like ABBA and all yeah. that stuff, where, where you kind of shoehorn it, it's... I've never been a particular fan of those. Mm. But speaking of it, have you been there's the National Theatre Live thing that they've started doing? Oh, I haven't watched any of them, no, but I do intend to probably at some point. It's very good. One Man, Two Governors was last week or the week before, mm. and that was very good. Although, because I saw that in the West End, and I can't remember who, because James Corden was the lead in this one. Oh, no. I, <sighs> You've just put me off it. Exactly. That's the problem. He's... 
dreadful. He's very good at certain things. Like I thought Gavin and Stacey was great. I thought the History Boys was fucking amazing. And I kind of think everything else he's done is just fucking terrible. Uh, like Peter Rabbit was a horrendous film anyway, and he made it extra oh, horrendous. Don't get me started on people hiring James Corden to do voice acting. Like, it's to be a good voice Corden actor, you have to be a really good actor and you have to be able to do voices. You can't yeah. just turn up and do your own voice unless you're H. John Benjamin because you've got the world's greatest voice. It must be annoying for proper voice actors. Then, then again, you never get that many proper voice actors in kind of like movies. I no, guess. no. But it really. must be annoying for them when someone's just bought in because they're a big name. It's like, hold on, these people are amongst the best actors on the planet. Well, me and Rich were having this conversation specifically about Peter Rabbit because we were like, there's not going to be any children who are going to be like, you've got to take me to see it. James Corden's in it. Exactly. Like, not at all. So why they couldn't get somebody, you know, good? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I refuse to watch it because I just can't with James Corden. I watched Cats and that was too much... Uh, James Corden for me. Was it as bad as everyone made out? Mate, it's a fucking <laughs> nightmare. <laughs> like, like it is actually. Like here's the thing, right? I've seen cats on stage a good ten times. I think I love cats, mm. um, but I am very aware of how fucking nuts it is. Like it doesn't make any. Re- it is literally cats having a talent show. Like it's okay. so. Such a fucking weird idea for it. But I think Andrew Lloyd Webber basically read a load of poems about cats and mm. threw them into one musical. And there's a, there's so much about it that doesn't make sense. But when it's on stage and it's people in furry cat costumes, somehow it is more because it's because it's less realistic. It's more believable, if that makes sense, because yeah, you're like, this sense. is fantastical nonsense. Yeah. But in this film, it's like. They clearly didn't know how to make them. They didn't want them to look fully like cats, but they also definitely didn't want them to look human. So they just look like a nightmare. Mm. Um, <laughs> and then the sequences in it, like the perspective is all off. Like there's bits where there are mice that are like half the size of the cats. Com- but compared to the size of the room that they're in, the room looks like it might be like Buckingham Palace, but it's somebody's kitchen. Like mm. everything's just weird. But there's like a sequence as well where like Rebel Wilson's cat unzips her own cat fur to pull off her own skin and reveal like a sort of spangly wizard costume and i was just like i don't know what i'm looking at none of this makes sense for some reason they're trying to like there's very clearly bits where they want you to be attracted to these cats like the bit with taylor swift's cat where she's coming down sprinkling catnip and singing about macavity and like jiggling her fake cat boobs cat boobs don't jiggling her catnips yeah, don't hey. get started on the weirdness of cats with tits. Like <laughs> everything about it is just like oh, it's. It, I felt I just I was watching it with Rich and he kept looking at me and he was like, "Is this what cats is?" And I was like, "Well, ostensibly yes, but no." <laughs> so weird. Yeah, I think that level of like non-reality <laughs> works in th- like. Have you ever seen War Horse at the theatre? No, but I can imagine it's brilliant. <laughs> it is. But the the horse is a fucking wooden fucking hobby horse, massive thing out of all fucking... It's bigger than it needs to be, which makes no fucking sense. (laughs) But because it's in the theatre, it worked. Mm. But I've never been... I've had the opportunity to see Cats a couple of times, and I've always just gone to see something else. Last time I was in that London doing... Because I tend to try and marry up meetings and stuff with going... So I can basically make someone else pay for my travel. 
Um, and if I'm lucky, my accommodation as well. Um, and the last time I, ne- I there's between Cats and Phantom of the Opera, who had matinees on the same day, and I ended up just going to see Phantom of the Opera again. To be fair, that is a very good show. It is, but I'd already seen it, and I still couldn't be asked to go and see Cats. <laughs> Cats, uh, I would say, have a listen to a couple of songs from Cats. Hmm. And that, that will 100%. Because like, there's a song right at the start that I'd actually forgotten about, which is, okay, so Andrew Lloyd Webber made up a type of cat. So <laughs> the cats are all, they're called Jellicle cats. I don't know why. I don't know what Jellicle means. It's just his thing. That's the type of cat that they all are. And there is a whole song where they say the word Jellicle about 50,000 times. So if you can manage to get through that song, you might be all right with cats. But I definitely wouldn't recommend watching the film if that's your first exposure to it, unless you want to just laugh at the just maniacal nonsense. Yeah, the only reason I would ever watch that film is just because of the car crash. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think we saw the like slightly jazzed up version as well, where there's less... Like, here's a human hand. And yeah, they literally forgot why <laughs> a hand, didn't they? That's oh fucking... That should never happen. But maybe they just thought it's not worth it because this is fucking terrible. It's never going to make its money back, so let's just cut some corners. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's a it's a bizarre film. But, um, yeah, anyway, we've, like, done our usual hour and a half of waffling. So was there anything else you particularly wanted to waffle um, on? No, I think I dropped everything in that I've intended to. Cool. Well, this would usually be the part where I'd say, hey, do you want to promote things that you're doing and, uh, you know, yourself and stuff? But, I mean, if you've got something to promote, go for it. <laughs> no. Sitting at home. Fuck <laughs> all. Although, I've been finishing up my book, which I've been doing for like 13 years now. So hopefully, if nothing else, it's, this should be the book actually gets finished this time which is one of the least shit things i've done oh good stuff so yeah i'm quite quite happy with that but actually i'm starting um a podcast myself oh i should it's going to be called chats of a chancer um which is related to the book that's called travels of a chancer uh and it's basically me just going on fucking skype or zoom or whatever ends up being the best for it basically catching up with bands that i work for or bands i've toured with and yeah so that'll be coming up soon i've got a couple in the bank so i'm gonna wait till there's a few more in the bank so that i can do like one a week without having to scrabble around and make sure i've got enough and that's why i chose a monthly schedule (laughs) oh yeah i could do a month yeah i'm a totally lazy (laughs) scrote um well that sounds good i might give that a listen word i said might because uh, i don't want to do that thing where i say i'm definitely going to listen to that and then like the day after your episode comes out you're like what did you think and i'm like oh yeah it's good oh no i definitely i definitely wouldn't do that i'm easily <laughs> cleared up enough to have never no <laughs> I am 100% one of those people who's like quite happy with having a podcast that barely anybody listens to because I don't want to know what people think about it. <laughs> I quite like the the, the, the personal shout out. Oh, yeah. Specifically, ha- that's generally Stace Bob and the dweebs that you do. It is because Rich has got a habit of doing that. Um, <laughs> just just name dropping people that mean nothing to like anyone outside of our social circle. But That is one of my favourite pastimes, actually, <laughs> is sending normally you, but either you or Rich, just I'll answer something that you've said in the podcast, but without referencing it. So you wouldn't necessarily know what the fuck I'm talking about. 
Yeah, that really bamboozles me because I've got a shocking memory and also sometimes you do it literally months after an episode has come out. And then sometimes it'll show up in my Facebook memories a year later and I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> literally no clue. <laughs> One of the text messages was just like, I think, it, I, think I just said something like, no, you dumb cunt. Yeah, I mean... You would I, have no, no concept of to what I was talking about. To be fair, I am often a dumb cunt, so if it's probably a relevant text regardless. <laughs> <laughs> ah, anyway, on that note, um, hey, have a lovely rest of the day listeners and you know speak to you next month i don't know how to end podcasts because i've got an outro now that does all my <laughs> just all the like social meds and stuff so i can just be like bye mm. so bye bye thank you for listening to stacy's pop culture parlor to get in touch with me the titular stace you can follow me on twitter at stacy's parlor send an email to stacy's parlor at gmail.com or come and join the Stacey's Pop Culture Parlour Facebook group. If you'd like to leave a review for the show, please do so on Apple Podcasts or over at podchaser.com. If you like what you heard enough to want to give me some money, which would be quite spectacular actually, you can go to coffee.com forward slash Stacey's Parlour. That's ko-fi.com forward slash Stacey's Parlour. The music that you're hearing right now is by the amazing band Starbomb and you should really check them out on Spotify, iTunes or on their website. Thanks for stopping by and I'll see you next month. Mwah!